0: Uh, As I mentioned just before the break, uh, we're talking about uh, bees, and they are dying at an uh, unprecedented number. So Alberta is uh, Canada's largest uh, beekeeping industry, uh, the province with the largest industry, and their beekeepers are finding more than 50% of their bees dead. Uh, Manitoba Beekeeping Association say they're seeing losses of up to 90% of their bees. Usually the number is about 20-30% to 30%. on a good year it's 18. Uh, so what is going on? Uh, that really uh, is the question. Uh, joining us on the line is uh, Jeremy Oltoff and I hope I uh, pronounced that uh, right he's the uh, president of the Alberta Beekeepers Commission. Jeremy, thanks for joining us.
1: No problem, glad to be here. So, uh, why what what's
0: going on? Why are the numbers so high?
1: Well, the number one thing that's uh, that we we know is killing the bees is is a varroa mite. It's just a, a tiny little mite that uh, um, it's it's really tough to kill a bug on a bug. And over the last few years, it's just get been getting harder and harder to to kill this uh, this mite. Um, we have one main tool that we use a synthetic miticide. It's called Apivar, and we're just seeing less efficacy of it. Um, it's just working a little bit less and, and just last year it was sort of a perfect storm. I've been saying it's it's sort of like a death by a thousand cuts. We had just so much, um, that, um, that all came together this winter and, um, we're seeing it across Canada, um, these high losses.
0: No, the the numbers are, are are hard to get your head around. Let me ask you about the mite for a second. Is that something that was uh, brought in, like it was foreign to the area? Like, has it not been around? Like, what what's made the difference with that?
1: It's been around. So I think it was first introduced in late '80s, early '90s. They it came to the United States and they closed the border um, immediately because of that, and it it made it its Canada anyways. I can't remember what what year, but it made it up here, and we've been fighting it ever since. And it's it's just been getting harder and harder. We we seem to always be able to have one um, main miticide that we use, and then it it starts to get resistance. And our our last major you know loss event was was sort of that that time in between us getting new a new miticide. Um, so so we used to have apt uh, for a while that was back in probably the early 2000s and and that started getting resistance so we got another one it got it had resistance kumafos was uh, in and out so fast we, <laughs> we barely got used to it and then apovar came and and we've been using it you know steadily, you know over the last 10 years and and we're just starting to see uh, it working less Um, and yeah, that's, that's the main reason, but there's, there's a a whole host of, of things that, uh, honeybees are facing in Canada right now. And, and the mites are are the main one.
0: So let me ask you when, when, you know, someone, a beekeeper loses 50, 60, 70% of their bees, uh, that must have, I don't have to be an expert to know that it's got to have a drastic effect on everything.
1: Yeah, it, it's huge. And um, so with beekeeping, hive numbers are, are very fluid and <laughs> so it, it's it's very hard to get a grasp sometimes on, on where the hive numbers are at. But it's not like cattle industry where you know, you have a herd of cattle, you have, you know, twenty cows, they, they calve out, you have hopefully twenty calves, you got forty. Maybe you lose when you're at thirty nine. With beekeeping, you can have say a thousand hives. And if you have a good spring, you can, you can split them in half, introduce a new queen and, and split them and, and make up losses fairly quickly. But um, we always say that the 30% range is, is sort of, if you're below that, you can easily make up, your your losses and still have a decent crop and and make a living. Anything over that, you, you need stock replacement, and and that comes from buying from other beekeepers that maybe had a good year or importing. And our import, importing options right now are are very limited. We can we can bring them in from New Zealand, Australia, Chile, and um, oddly enough, Ukraine is on the list recently. But we have no idea where that's going to go. Um, and I think really, but right now, like the last few years, the, the planes just weren't flying. All these options come on planes,
0: right? So COVID impacts everything.
1: Yeah. So the planes weren't flying this year, there's planes flying, but the demand is so high that there's, there's just not just enough bees to, to meet the demand. So even if we had planes flying nonstop, there, there's just not enough bees available from those sources, um to, to make up the numbers. It's, the j- numbers just aren't there.
0: So, so saying that, you know, the numbers that are, that are dying are, 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 are crazy high. You can't get replacement uh, bees. So, so what does happen at this point? Like what do, what, what can a beekeeper do? You know, I'm looking at some of the numbers, as we said, you know, 50% in Alberta up to 80, 90% in Manitoba for some farmers. Uh, is he, and I use this term, is he out of business?
1: Well, unfortunately there, there, there will be beekeepers um, going out of business. It, this is not the first year um, we've had a number of poor years. Um, the price of honey is, is quite high right now and that's sort of the saving grace that there's money to be made. And the Alberta Beekeepers Commission's position right now is there's a solution. Well, it's not easy, it's complicated, but there is a solution in the US they have, you know, easily could make up the numbers if we were if the border was open and get import, but it's a complicated issue and uh, we don't have national consensus on this issue, and that's um, the main reason why CFIA keep continues to keep the border closed. So we're so let me ask you. So was
0: was that closed from the time when it was the mites first came and they go okay we're going to close the border and it's been closed ever since.
1: Yes, and it, it sort of morphed into a number of different reasons. Right, there's four four main reasons that they're they're saying the border should stay closed. Um, there's the, uh, the resistance to the miticide that we use, amitraz, which they have in the, in the U.S. But we know it's here. It, it we don't have it quantified exactly. It's a tough one to quantify, but we know it's here. There's oxytet, oxytet resistance, which is uh, antibiotic we use to treat a foul brood uh, disease. Um, but we have that here, and then there's another couple small. There's a small hive beetle, which is another pest. It's just a nuisance. They they tell us it's a risk, but it it's it's. I mean, yeah, it's not going to. It's not
0: going to kill the hive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it it can be managed, and the other one is. africanized genetics which plays huge in provinces like ontario where the, the populations are high and selling fear is easy and um africanized genetics is um yeah it's what a lot of a lot of beekeepers use as their their reason for keeping the border closed but again it there's there's ways to mitigate that that risk and um so, so the last risk assessment done by CFIA was done in 2013 and um that's it, like a decade. It, yeah. Yeah. And so we're pushing for a new risk assessment and the last time they did it, they, they didn't put any weight on the economic risk um, of keeping that border closed. And right now we're saying um, that economic risk is huge. Um, this isn't just, you know, honey production in Alberta, but there's pollination. There's there's a ripple effect and uh, the uh, economics being lost this year are are staggering. Uh, we're talking with Jeremy Oltoff, uh,
0: Alberta Beekeepers Commission. He's the president of the uh, commission. He's joining us. We're talking about the... Uh, Jeremy, would you say, is it safe to say this is unprecedented, uh, the loss of bees we're experiencing right now, or have we seen this before?
1: We've seen high losses, but it in... <sighs> in certain areas that I don't, we've never seen it this widespread across the entire country. Um, yeah, it's
0: no, I, I, <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. Like it's hard to get your head around. So yeah. let, let me, you mentioned before the break, the ripple effect. So obviously it, it affects honey production, but that's the obvious one.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, pollination in Canada, the, the two main, uh, um, crops that are pollinated by honeybees are or the hybrid canola industry in Alberta is, is is huge and then blueberries are the another big business um, in in both BC and eastern Canada um, the hybrid canola one I, I don't think will be as effective because southern Alberta actually is is the one area that didn't have they saw higher than average losses but not not huge they're they're from what we're hearing, they're sitting around that thirty percent loss, probably. So most of the guys in southern Alberta will should be able to fulfill those contracts. But the blueberry uh, um, growers, I'm not an expert on that that end of it, but we're hearing there there's huge shortages for for blueberry pollination this year.
0: So when we talk about the effects, what besides it's not just as we said the the beekeeper uh, you know having to go okay I I can't do this I can't replenish my bees I don't have enough bees uh, you know I, I'm shutting down it, it has a a bigger effect than just going okay that guy's uh, we we've lost a beekeeper uh, it seems to have an effect on everything
1: yeah it's uh, um, it's a huge industry and uh, I mean a lot of guys will argue that. I mean we somehow find a way at, beekeeping is is crazy that way that you know we could we can get a month of amazing weather and and the bees just take off and and everything works out last year we we had a poor winter um we had some higher losses I think across Canada it was around you know slightly over thirty percent um and we thought we were in trouble and then we had this you know nice warm spring, everything took off and um the hive numbers across Canada, I'm just looking at them were over 800,000, which um, they've been hovering around the 790,000 range for the last five years or so. So we ended up with higher numbers and partly because that, that spike in, in honey price sort of drove that, that uh, everyone pushed to get more hives um, and they rebounded. But this year, man, I, uh, I just don't see it happening. It, uh, um there's just it's not a far stretch to say that half the hives in Canada died like it and um we're getting nowhere near that in re- in replacements so it's it, a tough situation
0: no uh for sure and as we said if, if it comes down to to replacement how we we talked about the flights but has covid affected anything else as far as uh, the industry goes over the last couple of years it's hard to find something that hasn't been affected i guess
1: yeah, I mean, personally, we we've been a little insulated with it. Um, I mean, our getting because we're so seasonal, we we rely quite heavily on seasonal workers. Um, so that's been a bit of a challenge. We've had to adapt, um, but uh, yeah, we've made it through. So, but yeah, cost of everything is skyrocketing as well. So um, that m- makes it a lot tougher as well.
0: Uh I, I got to say uh Jeremy you're not sounding very optimistic right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm uh I mean yeah, our operation lost over 60% um and and we've just gone through another week of really cold weather where I mean, I might have lost another 5 to 10%. So um, and I'm not the only one. I've just my phone's been going steady, and you talk to a guy that you know. Some guys are telling me they they might have to spend a million dollars trying to find bees, and that's if they could find them, and they, you just can't. So it it's tough to have those conversations with guys. And um, how many
0: yeah. how many bees can you buy for a million dollars?
1: Well, I mean, right now, we, like I,
0: it's, I was, it's a hard was Lucky
1: enough to to get packages from New Zealand and they're they're $250 for uh, what I think it's a kg of bees so that's about 520 hives for um so yeah that's a little over a hundred thousand so I mean a million yeah you're looking yeah that's 10,000 hives but
0: so are guys just constantly scouring looking to buy like just I, I imagine the price is through the roof though also even if you could get them
1: yeah, the one thing with the beekeeping community is we are it, – it's a small community, and um, we, we tend to help each other out. And right. there, there are some amazing stories of guys, you know, they're going to risk their own bo- dollar, you know, their profit to, to help their neighbor out because um, they know that it might be them next year that need needs help. So, I mean, there's guys from Saskatchewan that, that did good that are – you know, sending hives over to Alberta and, um, but yeah, not everyone can make those connections and not everyone can, yeah, float the, <laughs> that much money. And this yeah. isn't, there were some really high losses last year and to, to go through it two years in a row is, uh, I hope I don't have to again. <laughs>
0: No, I, I, sure. I, I hear you, Jeremy. Uh, listen, thanks for spending time with us tonight and explaining what's going on because, as I say, I, I read about the numbers and I just go, well, what, what's happening out there? How can that be? Uh, but, you know, as you talk about it, it's uh, Mother Nature, uh, the pests, the weather, yeah. a combination of perfect storm at times, and uh, this is where you end up. So uh, good luck, uh, Jeremy, in the future, and I hope a lot of you guys uh, find a way to survive. Uh, we really appreciate your time.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me.